In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, well, as I said at the beginning of our time together today, uh, this morning I'd like to talk with you all about church, about God's family, the church, the body of Christ, his bride, and about our weekly family gathering that we call worship. Now, before we really jump into talking about everything involved in the church, uh, I want to show you a quick video. Uh, this was a video. Uh, it's a little bit dated, uh, but it was a video that was first used as part of a research experiment. So that means you all today are my test subjects. Now, you're going to be watching this video thinking to yourself, what is going on here? What is Pastor thinking? What, what am I watching here? Uh, so I'll ask you to bear with me because I think, or at least I hope, that by the end, it'll become a little bit clearer to you what's going on. So I'm going to encourage you to uh, watch this video and uh, play along with it because it's going to ask you a few questions and then we'll talk about it. This is a test of selective attention. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. How many passes did you count? Quite the correct answer is 15 passes. But did you see the gorilla? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll stop there. I won't ask for any sort of official hand-raising poll. I won't call anyone out. Maybe you can tell me after whether you saw the, the gorilla or not. But I would guess there are at least a few of you here today who did not, right, who just completely missed seeing that gorilla. In, in fact, the researchers who originally created this video and conducted the experiment and who showed it to hundreds, thousands of people found that about half of the people, 50%, did not see the gorilla. 50% uh, of the people were so focused on those balls being tossed that they never noticed the big man in the suit walking through the frame. Maybe that was, maybe that was you. Uh, the, the researchers were conducting this experiment, and what they found was that just about all of us, at one time or another, have what's called selective vision. You've heard of selective hearing, right? It's when your kids or your spouse uh, decide they're just going to tune you out and they hear what they want to hear or what they're looking or hoping to hear. Uh, but, but the same is also true with our seeing. All of us have selective vision. It's, it's when we focus on and only see, uh, in this case, what we're told to see or what we want to see or what we're expecting to see. Uh, we all have selective vision. And, and this morning, I want to suggest that, that that even is true when it comes to church, when it comes to God's family, our brothers and sisters, in our weekly family gathering called worship. We all have selective vision. Sometimes when it comes to what we do together and who we're surrounded with, we only see all of these little things, all of these balls being tossed around, uh, all of these inconsequential things, uh, so much so that we miss the gorillas in the room. We miss the really big things that is going on around us, the really big things that God is, is doing in our midst. And so I, I want to get one thing clear before we go any further. As we talk about church today, I, I want to remind us all that there are some very real and very valid reasons why some people are not a part of a church, their names are not on a roll, and they don't show up on Sunday. Uh, some people have been hurt deeply by the church, or the church has let them down, and we can understand why they would want nothing to do with it. Other people, uh, all of us, in fact, I would, I would venture to guess, except for maybe JoJo, do not have a 100% perfect attendance record here on Sunday, right? And there are very real and valid reasons for that. We get sick, uh, we, we get older, we have our aches and pains, it's harder to get up and get going and make it to church, we, we travel, we're on vacation, we get stuck working. 
Uh, And so my purpose today is not to just beat you into submission, to get you to show up here and get uh, yourself in a seat on Sunday morning, or to get you to sign some piece of paper saying that now you're officially a member. Uh, my, My hope is that as we talk about the church, that that we would be reminded of what's really going on, Uh, that we would lift up our eyes to not just see the balls being tossed, all the little things that can very often frustrate us and leave us kind of angry about the church, but instead to see the gorillas in the room, to see the things that God is doing. And in fact, I would suggest my hope is that we would see our family and our time together in worship as God sees it. Because again, we all have selective vision from time to time. I, I know it's true for me. Sometimes we, we come to church and all we see is the crying baby, right? And the mom who won't do anything about it and that leaves us frustrated. Or we, we come to church and all we see is that the songs are too contemporary uh, or maybe too traditional, too old-fashioned, or just too plain hard to sing and we wonder who, who picks this music. Or we come to church and we notice that the PowerPoint is a few steps behind or there's a few printing errors in the bulletin. And when that happens, when when we become focused on, I would suggest, all the wrong things, all of the small little things, it can be easy to be tempted to just stay away, right? When, when we are focused on the things that frustrate us and make us angry, the temptation is to just have no part with it, right? Stay home on a Sunday morning, uh, stay in bed, uh, sleep in a little bit, go out to brunch, or maybe even to, to just do, do church from home, right? To, to sit on our laptops and watch a YouTube video of a, a pastor preaching or to listen to something on the radio or to read a Bible passage and say a prayer. And again, there's a time and a place for that. But the temptation is when we're focused on all the moving balls instead of the big gorillas in the room is, is to just stay away. And, and I want to remind us today about how God sees it. Because God, when he looks at us, his family, and what we do together in worship, uh, he does not have selective vision. He sees everything going on this morning. In fact, when God looks down upon us right now, he sees many of the things that, that we have lost sight of. When God looks down, he sees all of the faces around us. Uh, sometimes we come to church and, and we look around us and, and we see the man uh, who, who maybe hasn't showered in a few days and who talks too much and, and we want to avoid them or... Uh, we see the, 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 the woman that, that we think is in a dress a few sizes too small and we become focused on these things. But when God looks down in our worship, he sees all of these beautiful faces that he loves. Uh, faces that he loved so much that he allowed his face to be stricken and spit on and struck. When, when God looks down upon our worship this morning, he sees all of the invisible things to our eyes. He sees the angels and the archangels that the Bible says grace our worship today. He, he sees and hears them singing along to our music uh, and, and as they are completely uncaring of what century or what style those songs are, are sung in. When, when God sees our, our worship, he, he doesn't just see me and, and my stumbling words. He, he sees the gospel, the proclamation, the good news of Jesus going out. When, when God looks down upon our worship, he, he doesn't just see a crying baby in frustration. He sees a crying baby that he loves, like one that he held in his arms that the disciples would rather keep away. When, when God looks down upon our worship, he doesn't just see a a semi-stale little wafer or a little cup of wine that might still taste like the plastic that it was poured from, he sees his very own body and blood, the body that died for us and rose again for us. That's what God sees when he sees our worship today. And I hope that we see that too. God also sees things about us 
about our church, about his family, his people that I think that we often miss out on. And in our reading for today from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we saw that God calls his church a body, right? It's, it's a body made up of many different members, many different parts, and yet united as one. Uh, one of us here today, and I'll try not to look at anyone, one of us here today is an ear, one of us here today is a nose, one of us here today is a mouth, someone's a foot, someone's a pinky toe, someone is a piece of hair, uh, and, and yet we're all united as one in this body, we heard in that reading from 1 Corinthians. We, we are united as one. And, and what I think we often lose sight of when it comes to the church, when it comes to God's family, is that we need each other. Uh, none of us can be uh, and survive as a church of one. Now we all know of, of people, even Christians, who for whatever reason have decided not to, to become an active part in a local body of Christ, who haven't joined a church and signed their name. And we need to remember that we're not any better than them and, and, and they are still God's children. But, but we can also say, I think, after looking at 1 Corinthians 12, that that's not the fullness of life that God made us to live in. He created us to, to live as one part of a much larger body and to be an active part of that. And, and he reminds us today that we need the rest of the parts. In, in order to live a full and complete Christian life, we, we need the, the many other parts of the body. The truth is we don't always see that, but, but we need everyone else here today. Uh, we're, we're missing out when, when we don't come. And, and I think we often pray for things f- from God, right? We pray, God, show yourself to me. Maybe you've prayed that prayer. L- Lord, I just want some sign that you're here. And, and he's giving it to us when we come in, in the face of someone around us, in their smile, in their hug, in their handshake. When we don't come, we're missing out on the opportunity for a brother and sister in Christ to pray for us and over us. We're, we're missing out on some gifts that we tend to only receive here, like his body and blood, a, a meal that nourishes us in ways that we can only begin to imagine. Uh, when we don't come here, we're, we're missing out on, on being a part of this family. And we need that. I think we're also missing out, though, in another way. And I think we also lose sight of this. When, when we don't come to church and, and we're not a part of our, our family, the rest of the body misses out, too. Some of us don't think of it this way, but, but we all need you. Sometimes we think to ourselves, well, not me. I'm, I, I don't know that much about the Bible. I'm not good at praying. My words are, are stumbling. I'm not exactly a, a great Christian. Uh, I could leave and, and no one would notice. Uh, but, the, but the truth is, uh, here's one way to think about it. Uh, uh, many people can and do live without limbs, without an arm, without a leg, maybe without an ear. And you can live that way. But again, God created us in the fullness of his vision uh, for our bodies to have two legs and two arms and two ears. And, and when you are not here and, and, and when you're not a part of the rest of the body of Christ, when you have disconnected yourself, we're missing out. And, and we don't often see that. What we don't see very often is the woman sitting in front of us in church. The recently widowed woman. All we see is her back. What we can't see are her eyes, her eyes that are feared, filled with tears because she has lost the husband that she loves. What we can't see is that her mouth is empty. She, she can't sing this morning. It's just too hard. We, we can't see that when we sing, no matter how bad our voices are or no matter how stumbling our words might be, what we, what we can't see is that those words become her words. What we can't see is the hope and the life that fills her in her moment of need. 
what we can't see, but I think that Jesus sees, is the man who, who maybe came to church today who had decided to himself, this was it. This was the last Sunday. He was done. God wasn't answering his prayers. This worship thing didn't seem to be getting him anywhere. And what we don't see is that when we shook his hand and said, hey, it's great to see you. I'm happy you're here, that that, that changed everything for him. And he decided to come back next Sunday. And, and that had eternal implications. What we don't see is the woman who who's broken and hurting and scared and alone and maybe ready to do some harmful things to herself in her life. And what we don't see is that when we gave her a hug and invited her to our small group and surrounded her with a community that cared about her, that that changed everything. We don't often see that, that we are, are just one piece of the body of Christ, but a, but a piece that everyone else needs. We, we don't often see that. We don't see the teenager that we think couldn't care less about us and doesn't know our name, what we don't see is that they might be watching us and that we are an example to them. And when we're not there, they actually notice. (laughs) We don't see that, but God does. He sees just how crucial each and every one of you are to the rest of the body, how much we all need you. Because again, we have selective vision. It's true. Very often we only see the things that frustrate us or the things that as a church or worship what we don't have or what we only see is the way things used to be or, or how mu- we might want them to be. But brothers and sisters, I hope and, and I pray that you would begin to see uh, God's family, the Christian church and our family gathering and worship like God sees it. Because I believe that he loves who and what he sees. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, At this time, we have the opportunity as the church, as God's family, to pray with and for one another. And so at this time, I invite you to bow your heads as we pray and as we begin with a few moments of silence to bring our own personal cares, worries, concerns, and thanksgivings to the Lord. Let us pray.